seven. Oh, hello everyone. Hello. Welcome to Red Butter Eyes. It's too early, this is. <laughs> it's okay. This is dedication. Right, it's Sunday morning. Rob's going to work. Uh, so, um, we've got up. And we're doing a podcast for you. Get it done early, you know. You can tell by my voice. It's going to be um, probably a bit of a car crash. <laughs> How many did you have to drink? Um, I, d- I don't think it's the volume I had to drink. It was just the fact that I got up early. Oh, damn. That, that, I'm not happy about that. Oh, well. But I don't mind. I'm not hungover. I just, you <coughs> know, when you, you just don't feel like you're, you feel like you're observing yourself yeah, as yeah. opposed to actually you being You don't feel you. real. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. I don't feel real. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm sort of like in some sort of holding area. Limbo. Yeah. A bit of a what, do they call it, what do they call it when you're dead? Is it purgatory? When you're in that. That's when, you, when you like just get put, put somewhere to. Yeah, I just imagine it being like a bench. Somewhere, just like, <laughs> it's like you got, be, yeah. you got like you look, you look to your left, you got heaven. You look to your right, you got hell, and then and you got a, a gaze of a clipboard, and he just goes, "Hang uh, uh, on, I, I got your name, but I, I haven't worked it out yet. Hang on, well, I need to go and speak with each one first, and we'll come back and we'll decide where you're going to be." <laughs> yeah, I think purgatory <laughs> can be like anywhere, can't it? It, can, it could be a park bench, like that's uh, what I'd call spoiler it. Spoiler alert: That's what it looks like in my head, anyway. There's a park bench, and there's a fella there, all lady with a clipboard, just. Got your name down, scratching your head, going, going. Um, I'm not too sure about this. Hang on, um, we haven't got a definitive answer on which side you're in. <laughs> think about it, like, because if you're in hell, anything can be hellish if you just do it enough. <clears throat> do you know what I mean? Like, if you were to go on like some banging holiday yeah. to, to I don't what, know, why would some incredible resort, um, that's that's really good for like two what? weeks. But after like a week, it gets a bit. I get a bit twitchy and think. Ah. Why would the devil hurt you? Why would the devil hurt you as well? Because yeah. you're doing what he likes. Yeah, you know what I mean. He'd be he'd be having a massive party. With what everyone. did you do? You blew up loads of kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant! You're you're definitely in. You, you had an overdose on cocaine, and you're a coke dealer. Come into the party. <laughs> Come on, get it out, rack it out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's a bad. It's a good point actually. You wouldn't hurt him, would he? Because nah. he likes them. That's what he's like. It's like it's like a. That's like saying God right hurts people who do good things. Yeah, it's like saying heaven and hell is just God's way of making sure that you go to your type of people. Yeah. What were you like? I was a saint. I, you know, helped uh, homeless people. Uh, I did a lot of work for charity. I was like, oh, okay, right. You, that, you're more of a heaven type guy. What did you do, mate? Uh, raped and pillaged. Uh, did loads of really horrendous stuff. Went to war. Just shot people for a laugh. Come back. I was just a downright cunt to rob people destroyed for ah oh, right you're a hell guy then get into hell and yeah. oh, I fucking love it yeah yeah exactly Do you, you know, know what I mean imagine if, if someone like Hitler went into heaven he wouldn't be happy <laughs> no he'd fucking hate it he would wouldn't he I think I'd It'd hate heaven now after a while I don't yeah. know. do you know what I mean continuously but if the devil hurt you right for being bad apparently which I, d- I still don't understand can't get my head around why he would wouldn't that mean God would hurt you if you were good? Because it's the same concept, but just... The other way around. Yeah. I don't know. don't really know a lot about heaven and hell. I, no. I really don't know. Um, who, which, which which one of the uh, disciples made he- hell? Which one? Is, is that Judas? Was it him? Or I don't Lucifer? know. <laughs> God knows. Gary from down the road. Uh, uh, probably was. Someone called Gary down the road. He wrote it down. I made something called hell. Shall we nonsense. see how far this goes? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Daly. Uh he is uh, a footballer. A footballer. A right back. I w- got pissed on by a um a foot- an England footballer once. Ex England footballer in the pub. There's a, a little bit of splashback going on. Did you um save your? Did you lick it? No, lick it. 
<laughs> I bottled it, mate. You bottled it. Jer- it. Jeremy Parks. Jeremy Parks. Um, that name rings a bell. Um, Jeremy Parks. I don't know why. Who knows? Jeremy Parks. Come on, what's he do for a job? This is Rob's job. He's a stone collector. Stone collector. A rack hunter. Yeah, yeah, rack hunter and he's stone not, collector. Is he a geologist or is he doing it? He's like an amateur. Gynecologist <laughs> with stones though. He's, he's one of the like the freaky Methodist ones which do what they like. Okay, we've got Neil Killand. Neil Killand. Killand. Yeah. Um, Sorry, it's my bad. Voice. He has a market stall. And he's the one who, who um, it's like get two for two for one. Come on, buy them, one now. Them fellas work really hard. Yeah, don't no, they? yeah, yeah. All Ridiculous. They'd have done about two hours, three hours already by now. At least yeah. on the stall, mm. they probably got to the depot at one o'clock in the morning to load up the the back yeah. of the car with the stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mitchell King. Mitchell King. Well, he's got to be linked to royalty, surely, with a name like Mitchell King. Bo- I reckon he's a boxing promoter. That would be annoying, wouldn't it? If, if um, like you know, when they say people like if when Will becomes king, if his name was actually King, so his second name was King Will King. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a gangster. That does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, Ryan Ferry, Ryan Ferry. Yeah. Is that is that um the off child of Brian Ferry? I think it probably is. This is love child. Yeah. <laughs> Lorna Gibson. Lorna Gibson. Um, she she makes um the strep part of uh the Gibson Les Pauls. Oh, right, yeah, sound wicked. That's a cool job. Mm-hmm. Important. Yeah. Got to do it right. Got yeah. to get it. Otherwise, it's not. It gives them less, less pause, is it? That's all right, yeah. Owen, Mo- Owen Moon. Owen Moon. Wow. He had a, wants a re-shout, didn't he? Because uh, we got his name wrong, didn't we? <laughs> I'm trying Rob's to remember, on it. I'm trying to remember... Um, I'm trying to remember what job I gave him before. Rob's on. F- you've been on fire with the social media recently. Rob's on it, aren't you? I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Um, People are to speaking to you, and they're thinking they're speaking to me. They're not. It's because yeah, it's, it's all change. It's all change here. I'm in charge now. No, um, you are. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to uh, get into the social media without wanting to throw my phone through a window. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, sorry, what was that one? Owen Moon. Owen Moon. Yeah. Um, you know Buzz Aldrin's mum's name was Moon. Really? Yeah. Cool. And Neil backwards is alien, as in Neil Armstrong. I'm just saying. I so don't know what I'm just saying. Alien moon? Yeah, I mean, come on. Well, it is an alien moon. <laughs> Unless it formed from part of the Earth. Like or say. is it? If you really? know there's a moon there, is it alien? Yeah, it's not part of the Earth. It's alien. I suppose, yeah. An alien world. I suppose an alien's an alien. If there's an aliens exist, <coughs> yeah. they're still aliens, aren't they? Alien means not of this planet. Okay. So what if you dragged it on big rope into the orbit what, the of moon? Earth? Yeah, even though it absolutely caused it is absolute in the orbit of the Earth. I know, I mean, into the um, atmosphere. Oh, then you got yourself a big old collision. There's a massive <laughs> shit, shit bomb happening, obviously, <laughs> but would that mean it's alien then? Uh, if it was, maybe if it it's stuck alien, around for a bit. It's an alien invasion then. Maybe, maybe if it stuck around for a bit, like, like uh, I don't know, a year, would it be classed as alien then? It just hangs, it sits there. Imagine the oceans and everything going, became, everything would be going nuts. Just it? leaping at it. <laughs> <laughs> just began, <laughs> uh, who else would we do that? I mean, yeah, we've got Owen. Um, we didn't give him a job though, did we? Hang on. Give you a moon collector. Moon rock collector. <laughs> there you go. You can, you can be the man who's, got the, who's invented the first harness to grab the moon and drag it towards the earth somehow. Harness technician. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, my mate, Aliki Warden. Aliki Warden. Of ghetto golf fame. Uh, did she... Did Leaky win? No, she didn't win. Who won it? Rich. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just trying to remember I then. think Leaky came in second, but she didn't cheat. Well, she's a warrior, like surely. Like Sophie, who uh, cheated away from last to... 
I, don't, I think she came third or something. She couldn't even cheat away to the to Top. first. Couldn't win. Couldn't win on cheating. Nope. Well, shocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, that was a very bleary shout out corner. That was. It was all right. All right. I so, yeah, I mean, there I was a few new inventions added in that. There was Ooh, the moon harness. <laughs> <laughs> After moon harness, how would you get it there? Fire it in a giant gun. You could have it on a rocket, you know, like, and just have the. You'd have to make sure you got the calculations right, obviously, of That's how eight. long the, the, the rope is, and then maybe you have a giant like um, um, wrench thing to bring it in. See, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like a ratchet strap. Yeah, your ratchet <laughs> strap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pulling it in. Yeah, it's a truck driver. Inch at a time. Going, going out, going, come on, come on, come on. Stop, <laughs> stop. Yeah, you should be able to pull it in piece to piece because it's weightless, isn't it, in space? That's a good point, moon. actually. Yeah, <laughs> just pull the moon towards you, yeah. <laughs> I can pull the moon. <laughs> or would it? Or would it? Or <laughs> no, would you would be able to move it. It's a, <laughs> it's a fucking giant planet. <laughs> giant rock in the sky as high as Africa. Well, let's find out one day, maybe. Elon, get on your moon harness, sort it out. Fuck Elon. all this colonising Mars. We need a fuck. We just need a giant harness. He, he's a, a maverick. He's a maverick. He is. I think. Um, I think he's one of those people. He's, he's obviously minted to hell. He'll be bust soon, and then we'll be minted to hell again. I don't think he bust will. It, I reckon he will. I think he's just a goddamn genius. I don't know. And I don't think he's going to do everything he says he's going to do. Well, he is. He's trying to, isn't he? So yeah, I really do think he's going to do everything he says. I reckon he'll be on Mars. He's gonna go. He, he's he, gonna die he'll, on Mars. He'll definitely want to go there first, just because it's like his mission, isn't it? Would you go first? Um, no, I think I'd, I'd, um, I'd send. I don't know. I'd send robotic crews. Then I'd send engineers. No, no. And I'd like send something <laughs> live. So when it, if it, if uh, I might try and make contact with it, it'd have to be a human. But I don't know who. Maybe, maybe just send like some really bad people up there. You, the thing is, though, you and need you to send maybe the clever people first. Maybe you've got you to set everything up. Maybe you send people like people b- who've been. Um, no, you send one person, right? Who's been <laughs> been done for like multiple murders, a lone mission for like, years. Yeah, basically, you go look. You're allowed out of prison uh, if you sit on this capsule and go to the uh, Mars. You may die. I mean, deal with it. Yeah, just otherwise you're going to rot in prison. People would want to do that. Yeah, yeah, they would. Be, yeah, I think that'd be and the. the Definitely would help out because they'd be the first man on Mars. But also, you're basically saying human experimentation. Rob's just going all Hitler. He's just going fuck him in a rocket and blast him. See what happens. Human rights, you know. He's took a lot of people's human rights away, so should take his away. I think on that note, then we should might might as well crack on with the episode. (laughs) Let's do it. Very weird. Okay. Because we've got up early on a Sunday morning to talk about one of the most bizarre stories I've come across. It's um it's I find this case dirty, grubby, like disturbing, unsettling, macabre. I love that word. Macabre. <laughs> macabre. What does that mean? <laughs> it it basically it's um it if you if you search the word macabre in on the internet, it will come up as a definition of just I- this entire case. I would have thought it would have come up with um like um a um deep fried Mars bar. <laughs> no, no, a, no. A macabre like like a Scottish version of a carbs. They do that, don't they? The deep fried Mars bars. Mm. Apparently, they're really good. 
if you want. I to should have I should have had one when I was doing work up there, but I'm no, I've got a job near Kilmarnock, I think. So you know, just the other side of the fucking UK. Is it like a thing? Is it real? Do they do? I don't that? know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have one, find one, and have one, and see what it's like. I imagine it's quite nice. Deep fried Mars bar, maybe. Uh, I can't see it being nice. It's just gonna be a warm, stodgy. How, how do you think it happened? Do you reckon that was an accident? Or some some fat uh, Scottish <laughs> chippy man was going, going all high and doing all that, right? And dropped his, uh, uh, <laughs> dropped his uh, Snickers bar or whatever it is, a Mars bar. Probably, yeah. Into it and then went, oh shit, pulled it out and went, I'm a, I'm a fat cunt, I ain't going to throw it away. Freak I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> and that's it, went, hmm, that's quite nice actually. It's entirely possible. I mm. can imagine it can only come from an accident. Nobody went, you know what? Doesn't it melt as well? Or yeah. do they have to put it like super frozen into it or something? I and then know. for like a second or two? Or? I think you can, well, it's going to melt no matter what. It's fucking oil frying, isn't it? You're frying chocolate, yeah. Chocolate, you can, you know, you put your finger on it for two seconds, it starts to melt. So, anyway. <laughs> Let's get off this fried Mars bar shit. <laughs> You're not going to want to be talking about food once we get into this, <laughs> right? Because this is the, uh, have you heard of Anatoly Moskvin? No, but he's, he sounds like a Russian lunatic because they they always are the Russian murderers. They're always well, he, like like different level like murderers, aren't they? Usually, well, he's a highly educated Russian professor. He's an academic, a linguist. Uh, he spoke thirteen languages. Um, <coughs> self-taught. He's a PhD in Celtic studies, and he was an author on local cemeteries, mm-hmm. like a, a, an authority on on uh, all things graveyard in his area. And that should give you an indication. Or what one of his favourite hobbies were. It was uh, digging up dead bodies again. Exactly, mate. Oh, he, yes. He exhumed the corpses of 29 young girls and took them home to his parents' flat where he'd put makeup on them, dress them up as play dolls, install music boxes behind their chests, what? like be, behind their chest cavities. So, like, when he spoke to them, he could he could get, like, an audio response off them. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like, like they're alive. Like they were talking to but him. But they're dead. Yeah. Oh. Mate, it's creepy. This tale is. It's really disturbing. It's uh, I mean, even a kid who was murdered wasn't safe. He ended up digging up the. F- I mean, the, fa- the family of this girl. It's, I mean, it's horrible. Uh, how, did he have all these things in his house at the time when he got caught? Did yes. He? He's not. He's not a serial killer, and he's not even a murderer because so he, he didn't actually kill anyone. Yeah. So he shouldn't really be in Murder Month, but. Because this is the last episode, we're not going to cover any sort of grot box shit for a while. Just music box and chest shit. Yeah, I thought, we've got to have to put this one in. It's going to have to. It's been on the list for a while, actually, this is. You can have, like, um, depending on how many there are, you could have, like, a, like a, you could have set it up so there's, like, a song duet. So, like, <laughs> you, so you can have, like, ABBA, like, and then you can, you can actually have each one and then singing each part yeah, at the like, same time. Like, you know, like, like a glockenspiel, how, how you get the, um, the notes lined up. Yeah, yeah. That were with kids. Yeah, yeah. You can have like, like, well, oh, I was going to say something. Just say, um, um, say it then. <laughs> you know, um, what was it? Um, there was a kids' S Club, wasn't there? S Club, S Club Juniors. There we are. There you go. Just set up your own S Club Juniors. <laughs> yeah, S Club is it for Soviet Club Juniors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't uh, one of them S Club Juniors do porn? I don't know. Or didn't she? Didn't she do something like that? Am I just making that up? I don't know. You, I, I don't know. Delirious this morning. I don't know. It's, it better not have been at the time when she was a <laughs> S Club Junior. Yeah, Tom, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You went to prison, Tom. <laughs> so this, this, like I say, it's been on the list for a while, but Matt Dakin, he suggested this. Um, okay. The air like, oh. conditioning engineer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's on the list, but good call anyway. So I still haven't sent you, sent you stickers, mate. 
that was about two weeks ago. I said, yeah, get him out ASAP, which is clearly a lie. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I can... As soon... As I can... As... I, I remember. Possibly asked. Yeah. So ASAPA. See, they're on the cards, mate. They're coming out to you. Uh, ASAP. <laughs> ASAPA. <laughs> yeah. And possibly asked. <laughs> I, so I apologise. They are coming. They are coming. So... Back to our, our man, Anatoly. Getting yeah. accurate reports from the Soviet Union is hard. So there's some grey areas regarding his childhood, but but bearing in mind, it's not going to take anything away from the story because no. we found the um, the notable po- points in his life which sort of help him become who he is. Yeah. Uh, so he was born 1st September 1966 in Gorky in Russia. Gorky. So I'm going to fuck up loads of names here, as predictable. Um, Yuri Fedrovich and... Elvira Alexandrovnavich, I believe. They sound like a, a tennis double duo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were the Soviet tennis champions <laughs> yeah, yeah. in 1965, <laughs> yeah. the year before he was born. Yeah. And he was conceived at the uh, winner's finale. Yeah, at, at, um, the final the at party. Wimbledon. Yeah. <laughs> the party, you have to show party. So he's an extremely intelligent child. Um, got about the standard issue bullying, as you would expect. Mm. But that's not really... I, don't, I mean, I think in like Soviet... You know, in the Soviet Union, that was sort of standard issue. I imagine being bullied in the Soviet Union is just like having a piece of cake. Yeah, just like, do you want a cup of tea? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. It's because like your parents bully you when you wake up. You, 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 your life's grim as it is, so to be bullied is probably actually quite good. probably makes your day a bit better. If you weren't bullied, it was probably worse. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is going to... You're going to you're gonna see that, like, the bullying is not the only thing that is... is um, Things to be worried about in the Soviet well, Union. Well, yeah, it's pretty obvious. I think one of the other things to be worried about is the fact that he's got digging up children, you know, digging out a hole in the chest and putting sound boxes in it. <laughs> I yeah. say that's pretty worrying. When he was around eight or nine, his parents remember c- him coming home from school like battered, totally like he's been in a fight, mm. black eye, you know, bleeding or whatever. And they just thought they thought like it's probably just use from school, just kicking fuck out of him as they do. It's one of them. That's right then. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it turned out that he'd actually been raped by an unknown man, like possibly like a, a teacher, maybe a local random paedophile. But either way, whatever, he, he didn't tell anybody. He kept it to himself. I mean, he's fucked up, man. He mm. said, the real reason for my injuries is obviously just having a scrap. So, Jesus Christ, you must have got really hurt there, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. They noticed a radical change in his personality. Uh, I, and I would imagine... That's to be expected. <laughs> yeah. If you've just been violently raped. Yeah, I can imagine that you're not going to wake up and go, ah, what a lovely day. Exactly. You're going to go, what the fuck happened the other day? Yeah. And you're going to be thinking that all the time. He's eight. He's eight. He's going to mm. lose a lot of trust in people. He became withdrawn, jumpy. He didn't like to be around anybody at all. I mean, no no shit. They asked him, what what happened to you? You know what I mean? They tried to probe him for, for uh, information, but he'd just react really aggressively. Uh, okay. Like, just saying, like, leave me the fuck alone. You could imagine. They were like, okay, well, this isn't just a fight. This Something else has happened here. Have you been bummed by an <laughs> unknown fella? <laughs> yeah. We bummed? know this. We know how <clears throat> this works. They kind of just left him be. They didn't question him too hard because whatever caused this change in his personality was having uh, other changes in his life and more specifically... Uh, at school, it was affecting his schoolwork in a positive way. Okay. Because and he became incredibly academically successful. He just, I think he just kind of sh- like shut himself in a box, and and one thing which kept him going was 
homework and school and yeah, whatnot. yeah, exactly. And that that's when this is when he started to begin teaching himself languages. I think he's just yeah, he's just terrified of people. Isn't mm-hmm. He don't want to be around them. Fighting with the pen—that's the way forward. Fighting with your brains. Mm. Anyway, um, we'll go through his academic success later. Like what is r- the real achievements he did came in later life. It's a shame that didn't get picked up by the mic then, wasn't it? What that fart? Yeah, yeah. I was like, why did you waste that? That would have been brilliant. It came from nowhere. It, w- it wasn't one planned. If it was planned, I'd, I would have, I would have got my ass up to it. <laughs> but it, it took about it, it. From me knowing to it come out my ass was about a second, so I had no chance. It's too quick. Yeah. Whoa, the ghost in here now, shutting doors. Nice. Jesus Christ. There was another major. No, incident. that's my ass. <laughs> the, yeah, the, back draft. the back draft just closed the door. <laughs> so there was another incident in his childhood we'd need to um, go through, which explains by his by Anatoly's own words the reasons and the motives for him doing what he did in later life. So it's quite important. It was a turning point in his life which kind of ignited his obsession with death, cemeteries, black magic and the occult. So this is the Yakult. And and Yakult, yeah. This is when I mean obviously he uh, he became a billionaire businessman through <laughs> selling the probiotic uh, yogurt drink. Do you know that um I think I think it's Yakult. It's one of those ones. Um is actually done from one person's gut. Oh, like and they uh, They're good bacteria from the gut and they breed it and they carry on and it's actually from one one fella's gut. It's really is it just yeah, they yeah. cultivated it from one? Yeah, yeah. One is person. That, is that, I wonder if that's the same with that muff beer. Probably, you know that that pussy yeast. Yeah, yeah, and probably just probably just multiplies super quick, didn't it? Yeah, we just need to go and find one lady that's willing to have her vagina wall scraped for yeast, and then we can cultivate that, and then away we go. <laughs> vaginal <laughs> yeast farmer. Yeah. What do you do? I I, I get vaginal yeast. I farm it. Oh. I, I grow it into beer, and you know all sorts of stuff. It goes in cake sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> make funny cake. You could do. Is there such thing as a funny cake? You can make funny bread. Well, if you're using yeast. I mean, is, is there a name called funny cake? Or my Probably. Thinking of I don't know. Well, isn't like, don't the Americans call funny, isn't that ass? Not that ass. Yeah, because it's funny like the, pack. The bun, the bun bags we call are funny ba- packs over yeah, there, we call they? we call them bun bags and you call them funny packs. Because, um... But theirs makes more sense, sense though, because usually it's on the front of you. And you can put things inside a funny. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I suppose you can put things in the bum as well, but yeah, it's a bit hard. Probably not as yeah, probably not as much. Smaller stuff. cavity. <laughs> anyway, fourth uh, of of March, nineteen seventy nine, when he was twelve, Anatoly was collecting um, waste paper to recycle, as you do. Yeah, you know what I mean. In the Soviet Union, apparently, Soviet schools would hold competitions to see who could collect the most recycling paper. It sounds like a right laugh. It's tremendous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it sounds amazing. Riveting. Come on, we've got a competition, and you're going to win a piece of paper. Yeah, what, do you win a potato? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, no, like a security guard, so you don't get raped on the way ten, home. Ten minutes with a unknown man. <laughs> That's what you win. Yeah. Prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just that. I think it was a, um, a ploy by the cash-strapped Soviet government just to get fucking paper. Tied, tidied up. You can just give them a potato and <laughs> be able to get some paper out of it. Uh, you know what I mean? Whatever, man. So um, anyway, because this competition and the chance of the prize, whatever the prize would be, the children would bend the rules. And when I say bend the rules, they'd just go on the rob. You know, yeah. like here when you see kids go on paper rounds and they just fuck the papers down the side of the railway bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like the all opposite the, the of that. And all the that Soviet thing. kids would be picking that up and yeah. taking it in. Yeah, and, you, know, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, whilst Anatoly is out, he's, he's searching around for scrap paper. He sees some 
piles of cardboard or whatever in a random family's back garden. So he's like, I'll just fucking have it. Yoink. So yeah. he jumps the fence and he's in there. Whilst he's in the garden, he says he sees around 12 people wearing black robes, co- uh, co- uh, carrying candles, chanting in a strange language around a um, a coffin inside the house. So he's looking up. Like, in my mind, I'm seeing him looking up through, like, the patio doors. Yeah, he's, he's jumped the fence. They don't have patio doors in, like, look, this is... It. 16, so they, just, 16, they look through 19, a hole in the concrete, and he could see, a, a co- like, a, a coffin with people inside. And he was like, what the fuck? I've got to get out, get out of this garden. This isn't probably the best place. But I still need the cardboard. But I'll grab that paper before I go. <laughs> just to be, go, go get that potato. Is it worth my life, this piece of cardboard? Yes. So Full potato? Yes. As, as he leaves, one of these robe-clad dudes grabs him on the shoulder and says, you've got to come into the house. You've got to come into the house and kiss the body. There's no, like, they're not being violent to him. I think, in my mind, what I'm seeing throughout this whole thing here is these people are doing some ceremony where, in their eyes, it's not disturbing. But for him, it's fucking disturbing. Yeah, yeah. He's just seen it right. You know, like you show, like, a kid... Uh, a, t- a teddy bear of a clown and they fucking wig out yeah, yeah. something similar he's going oh my god no, yeah, it's not going to do anything out, yeah, it's, it's not doing anything bad it just is what it is yeah but it does get a bit shady though because they wanted to kiss the body it turns out there was an 11 year old girl called Natasha Petrova and she got out of the shower and um, like reached for a towel and uh, touched a live electrical cable and got electrocuted to death she got brrr and killed her and it was her, it was her funeral Right, okay. Interesting to note, she's about the same age as him in this. So there's a bit of sort of, he can relate to her. So anyway, he's trying to get away. uh, And obviously he can't because it's, uh, the family's, they're fucking adults. They're not having any of it. So essentially they led him to the side of the coffin, grabbed him by the back of his head, pushed him down towards this dead girl's face. And he said he he didn't want her, but he couldn't, he had to yield. So he just ended up kissing her three times Mm. on the forehead, her waxy forehead, he said. Um, and all the whilst they're chanting this strange foreign language around him, and he's like, "What the fuck is actually happening?" Because uh, you yeah, would freak yeah. out at this point, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Then gets even more weird. Natasha, the dead mum's girl, she gets out a couple of rings, puts one on his finger, and puts one on on Natasha, the dead girl. So essentially, he's got married to a dead girl. He was like, yeah, exactly. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. They gave him a basket full of fruit and a couple of like quid or whatever, a couple of a bit of cash and rubles or whatever. That's all right. You've got some out of it. And said, see you later, off you go. He, f- he fucked the uh, the fruit in the bin and spent the, ended up spending the money on, on textbooks because he was that kind of a studious fella. I would have ate the fruit. You see, uh, he's not that clever. <laughs> I would have ate the fruit and also use the money on books. Probably well, I wouldn't have, actually. I would have used it on something else. You would have used it on smack or hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how traumatising is that? Yeah, it's pretty um, mental. I mean, it's, I mean, if you tried to explain that to your mum and dad when you got home, they'd be like, um, well, the, the, these days I think they'd probably go, where was it? Tell us now. But in Soviet Russia, it's probably normal. Yeah. It may sound mental, but they'd probably go, okay, um, or whatever, Vlad. Okay, yeah. don't yeah. worry. Just kiss another one and get a couple of quid again next time for us. So he's got, he's, yeah. He's, so he's, um, he's, he's um, first experience with a with a corpse with a dead girl and he was ended up kissing her and then getting married to her which is pretty hardcore but it didn't end there because apparently this dead girl natasha would persistently visit him at night in dreams now this is where it gets i suppose it gets weird but this is what he says right okay. this is what anatoly says happened to him and turned him into the person he is so whether this is real or not he thinks it happened to him so you have yeah. to yeah, my, take, into, take that into account. My personal opinion on that situation, it probably didn't happen. As he, as it, literally. Literally, 
he may he may have seen something, but not. I don't think he's been gone in and kissed and been married to it. I think that no, he might did. have been made up in his head. I don't know. I reckon. I believe that. I think this next bit gets a bit weird. Right. Okay. I'm. I reckon that actually happened to him. Okay. It makes sense when you look at the big picture. When you get to the end. Right. Okay. You'd be like, yeah, probably that probably did happen. It's not too far fetched of a funeral in your house, and you've seen a few guys with black religious clothing gone, chanting a religious song, and they bring you in, but you're just freaking out. You're yeah. going shit. I think I'd be more um, concerned if they're singing. All we hear is <laughs> Radio Gaga, Radio Gugu, yeah, Radio Gaga. <laughs> around a dead eleven-year-old, I'd be like, what the heck? This is even more freaky than someone. You killed her. Yeah, yeah. I'd be going. This isn't right. <laughs> it would be weird, wouldn't it? That. Yeah. So yeah, Natasha. She used to visit him in his dreams and and told him every night that she wanted him to learn black magic. So obviously he's terrified mm-hmm. and he's refusing to do to do any of these studies that she's saying, but she was persistent. She's like, go on, go on, go on, go on, ah, go on. For night after night after night, she just wouldn't leave him alone. For years, right, he'd yeah. have these horrible dreams, freaking him out the whole time. He's, he's you know, he's, he's already fragile mind because he's been raped, mm-hmm. you know, he's, and he's been bullied. And now he's seen a dead girl and now she's in his fucking dreams. You can see how this is sort of, traumatising him. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up visiting her house again, which temporarily stopped the the nightmares and the dreams. Like, he's doing anything he can to... To, to try and stop, yeah. Yeah, he spoke to his parents about it and they took him to the doctor. Doctor said he's probably just going through puberty. Here's yeah, some pills. That's, that's exactly what happens when you go through puberty. Yeah, you I often see dead girls. <laughs> yeah, you see dead girls and you get married to them, apparently. So, because he's not doing anything, this Natasha girl is uh, is telling him in his dreams. Eventually, he says, "Look, if you perform a black magic ceremony using a human tooth, I'll leave you alone." So that's what he does. Okay. He goes to school. He somehow he gets a tooth from somebody at school. I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just chins him. Give me your fucking tooth. <laughs> you don't understand. Smile. <laughs> I need this. I need this for black magic. You prick. There's a dead girl haunting me. My dead girl wife is haunting me. I need your tooth. <laughs> He'd be like, um. You are 11, aren't you? I'll take that myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give you two if you want, but just fuck <laughs> off. Anyway, so he does this this ritual, and after a year of bothering, that's it, Natasha goes, just like totally fucked off, left him alone. Okay. Um, but obviously all this had a major effect on him, obviously. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like it has already at all, in yeah. the slightest. <laughs> yeah. Well, he visited Natasha's grave many times, and like it, I suppose it sort of opened his idea, he like, tried to grapple with the idea of mortality. He began obsessing about the black magic and occult shit that she was telling him. And he says this is 100% where his deep-rooted obsession with cemeteries and dead people came from. And I get how, like, I get how an incident like that could affect you. Mm. I mean, it's not the same, but I was looking back to things that affected me in my childhood, um, specifically around death. And I remember when I was about 12, there was some, let's just say I saw the after effects of a kid who'd been hit by a lorry Mm. uh, who ended up, dying and i'd seen him just before this happened i didn't see it happen yeah but i saw it before it ha- i saw him before it happened yeah yeah and then he gets crushed and then he's dead mm. and i was like oh you can just die at any point and get blasted into infinity yeah yeah death's an actual thing it's gonna happen to me yeah, yeah. where's that lad gone where's his the walkie-talkie part of him where's his memories the walkie-talkie part he's, where's he gone mm. he's just gone disappeared and that 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 i remember that affecting me vanished under a truck yeah yeah but that affected me i I, I really made me because it was like a a visceral that's what happens Mm. to everyone at some point think about it and i was like oh my god anyway yeah 
That's <laughs> just, life just stops. Yeah, it can do. But he, but Anatoly, after this exp- experience, would spend hours walking around graveyards as a schoolboy, just on his own. He said he was drawn to him like a like a magnet. Did okay. you get that? Uh, well, graveyards are quite. Lo- I quite bullshit? like. <clears throat> well, it's, I think it's probably a mix of both. It's probably um, a bit um, crazy. You know what I mean? A bit of both. I imagine that he's a bit crazy, and he probably does like. I like a graveyard, though. Yeah, I do as well. I like walking around at the odd graveyard and looking at names and seeing how old dead people are. Yeah, that's always fun. I like doing it when I leave the pub at like half past twelve, and then <laughs> I just walk around the I graveyard. Just walk a long up. way home through like a really creepy graveyard and just have a mooch. See what's going on. <laughs> I went. I went um, to a graveyard and it sounds mental. On my birthday a few years back, as you do. <laughs> And I went to the, to the freshly buried area. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah, An arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh corpses. No, but there's this there was, way. There was a girl who turned my age Whoa. at the time. Yeah. Who who obviously <coughs> recently, I think it was a month and a bit, she'd been oh gone God. for. And you know, you, you yeah. Jesus Christ. That's what I mean. It affects you. Yeah. Especially when you first understand it and first give it some thought and grapple with the idea. I was 28 because she was 28. <laughs> yeah. And then you're gonna say something like that. Yeah. You know, weren't 10. No, no, <laughs> it's twenty-eight. It was like four years ago. So, okay. So what I'll do is I'm going to move forward to um, where his academic prowess really started to shine through. Mm-hmm. He enrolled, obviously. Now we're we're sort of twenty years old here um, at Moscow State University, and he studied he studied historical languages. Now, bearing in mind he was fluent in thirteen languages at this point, all self-taught. His main areas of interest interest were Celtic history and uh, folk and folklore. Okay. And he completely submerged himself in his studies and excelled in pretty much every single area that he put his mind to. And he was described as a genius and eccentric. So I think the two of them actually do go hand in hand, don't they? You do get people that are massively clever, always tend to be a bit fucking weird at the same time, don't yeah. they? They've got like a maverick way of doing stuff, haven't they? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's maybe, it's, I don't know. Some Obviously, it must be something to do with their intelligence. It's got to be. Because it does tend to be the case, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, I don't know why. Maybe just fucking around because they can. I don't know, man. I just like it when people are weird. <coughs> so he, at university, he joined a like a weird branch of Luciferianism where he took part in occult rituals and he used dead animals as part of his black magic shit. Now, if you want to know what Luciferian, Luciferianism is, fuck me, man. I shouldn't have had beers last night. If you want to know that word that I just said right the first time that I can't say right the second time <laughs> is Google it because there's loads of it's impossible to really sort of sum up in in one sort of easy paragraph there's lots of different Luciferianism groups uh, and their beliefs vary differently like some of them believe like um, that Satan is a god to be worshipped others don't believe that Satan is anything at all not even like a like a, a physical being mm. there's lots of different areas lots of different sects but he was one of them yeah so just he's, he's into black magic. That's all you really need to know. And he passed weird tests with them where he, he was, um, I say licensed, but he was sort of, I don't know, a top don in the group. And he was able to practice black magic of his own. He took a vow of celibacy. Steady on, mate. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. come on, mate. He vowed never to drink or take drugs. It just sounds unbelievably shit, doesn't it, this? Yeah. They have all the fun things. 
Yeah, but the thing is, they they probably just go out. You got a valveless mate, right? Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. know what you're gonna do. Just don't don't run round with your <laughs> cock out, bashing everyone. All right, just do it. You you know, you know, bedroom. It's keep funny, it isn't it? And it, when they say that, and then you get all these like, <laughs> let's just say, random uh, uh, men of um, of religious stature in different, you know, whatever your religion is. They always take these vows of celibacy, but they're fucking two knuckles deep into a kid at the same time. Yeah, do you and, know what I mean? Yeah, and there seems to be a lot of that going on. Bastards. Anyway, he became a professor and lectured in Celtic studies, teaching students. So he had like actual fucking classes. Mm. And he worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages. He wrote several books and research papers. And apparently his work, if you're in these academic circles, is well known. He published two dictionaries, Russian to English dictionary, uh, a foreign words dictionary. He wrote language books for schools. He, um, I think he had something like 60,000 books in his house or his flat when he was <laughs> arrested right he um, he published a book on the history of the swastika as a as a symbol not like a racist yeah yeah but it got it kind of like got the attention of the authorities that does as it Wait, would yeah uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, yeah. He's booking a swastika. Okay, mate. Okay, right. You're definitely on. The you're, list. you're on the list. Yeah, yeah. What's your name again? Yeah. Can you spell it? Sorry, I'm English. <laughs> yeah. uh, he um he was just call you Gary. <laughs> yeah, Ga- Gary. Yes, Gary Moskvin. <laughs> he he was also a journalist writing for newspapers. Um, and he was also a weekly contributor to the aptly named publication called Necrologies, which is a weekly um, magazine dedicated to cemeteries and obituaries. Who the fuck is reading that shit? How did he put that ploy, ploy, uh, ploy to the publishers? Yeah. You come forward and go, I've got a good idea. We're going to call it necro- necrologies. Ne- necrologies. And it's, it's kind of like necrophilia, but it's, there's, no, there's, no, <laughs> there's no there's no philia part in it. But it's, uh, it's about, but dead, it's about people. dead people and it's like the, the graveyards and, you know, just... Why yeah. did they have Body of the and Month? The, and the publisher, yeah, they do, yeah. Body do of they? The month, like, yeah, page, it's a page four. Page, page, page three. three body. <laughs> Page three body. That's oh what the, what the, uh, the, um, the editor said. He was like, this is exactly the type of magazine we need in dreary Soviet Union. Yeah, this, this would cheer everyone up. up. Necrologies. Yeah, page page three. Um, um, <laughs> page three headstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, page three headstone. Yeah, it's just got like, like a pair of fake rubber tits on it or something. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> left? It's just a, a skeleton with some silicon sacks. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he submitted a lot of articles to the to necrologies, and some of the titles were called "Great Walks Around Cemeteries" and "What the Dead Said." <laughs> what the Dead Said. So you're getting a, sort of a picture. Yeah, <laughs> he loves this sort mm. of shit, man. So you got to remember this this whole time he's obsessed with cemeteries, and he still visits them on the reg on the reg, <clears throat> drinking coffee. Does that to my throat? Nice. Every time. I've even got water there as well. Well, I've got a cough, so. I, I am actually genuinely coughing. It's not to do with coughing. Isn't it? No. Lies. <laughs> so people who worked with him said that he was, that Anatoly was a kind man, cle- massively clever, odd, like um, sometimes uh, rude and distant, punctual, sort of a mixed bag. So so like if you if you read what people that knew him, like interviews with people that knew him, he comes across in many different forms. Okay. So it's like nobody, I don't think anybody really knew the real him. Because okay. it's some bloke, oh yeah, he's sound, he's a dick, oh yeah, he's yeah. all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, what what was he then? It's a maverick. Just a mi- mixed bag, isn't it? Clever maverick, he's just going to be nice with them, going to be arsehole to them. He described himself as a, a necropolist, which is a word that which describes large cemeteries. So I think that there's a, a different. I think something got lost in transit. I don't think he's calling himself a giant graveyard. I'd say that's. I'd say that's pretty mental. 
It's yeah. like calling yourself Giant Biscuit or something. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I want to be known as a biscuit. As a necropolist. Yeah. I want to be known as a gra- graveyard from now. Yeah, weird. The thing is that in these days, you, you can call yourself what you like now, and people have got to respect it. So if you want to be a Giant Biscuit or a, a, gr- a massive cemetery, then yeah. Yeah, you can be. Yeah. Whatever floats your bag, man. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he ended up le- leaving his teaching position in around 2003 because of some form of disagreement that he had with staff. I did try and find out <laughs> what it was. I like that. It's like the most vague uh, reason, but it's like, you know, it's you know, it's big when it's vague and there's nothing else said about it. It's but like, this is the end of the matter. Or it did, or he just left and no one knows why. Because you'll find this when you read a lot of articles, anyone that's ever done like research on podcasts, sometimes you'll research a subject and you'll find them the same vague end to a, a, a point in, in someone's life, like he just left because of a disagreement. It could be that no one knows. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, fuck it, whatever. It just sounds better. So, for whatever reason... <laughs> yeah, he left. <laughs> he left. Uh, and he, then he meets a woman called um, Yulia Grenova, right? Now, the pair had a kind of relationship. They never had sex because, obviously, he's um, a Luciferian yeah. in the past. <laughs> Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so it's like they're just mates. She wanted a child, and Anatoly desperately wanted a daughter of his own. But because they didn't have sex, they thought, fuck it, we'll adopt. Decent, man. Yeah, I A suppose. lot of kids out there need homes. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they were refused because they didn't earn enough money. Um, so like they were and like, he's a nutter as well. Well, no one knows that yet. <laughs> so uh, Yulia left him, and Anatoly ended up moving back in with his parents. So he's got no money. He's living at home, hand to mouth, relying on random freelance journalist checks that would come in mm. about his writings on graveyards and shit like that. Yeah, which I imagine isn't a, a, a massive. It's not. Amount. Yeah, it's not a booming area of journalism, no. is it? You know what I mean? It's not like he's writing about fucking X Factor or some shit that everyone yeah, yeah. wants to hear about. Yeah. Soviet graveyards. <laughs> right, you might get a biscuit out of that once a year. Maybe. <laughs> His parents are happy as fuck he couldn't adopt. Um, I think they could probably sense that he was a little bit odd. Right, okay. But they had no real cause for concern. Okay, just they just thought he was a bit kooky. But Anatoly was having none of it. He um, apparently told his mum that he was going to engage in black magic and get in touch with the spirits of dead of the dead, if need be, to get his to get his child. And she's like, "Okay, whatever you like, lovey, no problem." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want beans with your chicken tonight? So I don't <laughs> think she's Yeah, I don't think she's really listening to what he was <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, yeah. there. So his female mate's gone. He can't adopt. He's living at home with his parents, skint as fuck. And then he gets lucky. I say, well, it gets lucky. It's lucky for Anatoly. Um, what happened next for him was a dream, and a dream only for him. Uh, in 2005, he was commissioned by a fellow academic and publisher called Oleg Rybov, I believe. Mm-hmm. Probably got that completely wrong. They asked him, said, could you travel to over, I think it was something like 700 cemeteries in the, in the local region in Gorky, um, and get detailed records of everybody that's buried there. Oh, so we've got like a big contract, it's like saying. Well, see, I, yeah, it sounds like a big contract, yeah, but yeah. it's not a big contract. Right, okay. He's got a purpose um, and and a job to do, but I don't think it's lucrative. Or use his time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like official records were shit, like Soviet records mm. and bollocks, and they did need to be updated. And he's calling himself a, a necropolist. Uh, Anatoly's the man for the job. He'll, yeah. he'll get on it, he'll love it. So for three years, he travelled to, he reckons, 752 cemeteries across the region on foot, 
Right, right. Wa- okay. walking up to 18 miles a day. Now, this is where you start to see the weirdness in him appearing. He, wa- he said he walked a lot because the graveyards were remote. Buses only travelled once a day, like usually in the morning. Mm-hmm. And they were hard- that's if they bothered turning up. So it's just easier to just walk. Do you know what I mean? Fuck it, walk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he'd read books whilst walking. He okay. said like his feet were on the road and his eyes would be on the book. Yeah, and he'd just be reading about death and fucking black magic and all sorts of shit like that. When he was travelling, he went full tramp mode. This is where it gets weird. He was drinking out of puddles. What? So he's... Li- okay. But he's a professor who has taught people. He's right. a clever man. But he's just walking with a like a, a fucking ropey old backpack lying drinking on the... Out. out of fucking puddles in the road. He was sleeping in abandoned buildings. Good slurping action, by the way. That it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, like farmhouses. He was sleep under under the stars out in the open. And he even slept inside a coffin he found at a gravesite that was being prepared for burial the next day. He's like, fuck it, I'll just sleep in there. Okay. Yes. That's so he's drinking, freaky. Drinking out of puddles. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if someone asked me to do that, I'd do it, that sounds fun, but I'd drive and I'd get like a local travel lodge and have a nice dinner, a couple of beers. The fact is he's got no money, I suppose, and transport probably wasn't that good, but still, it's a bit, um, yeah, a bit odd, isn't it? A bit weird, yeah. Couldn't he took his own water? Like well, that's what I thought. Like some sort of, I don't know, not not a flask, because we probably didn't have any, but <laughs> some f- sort of bottle or something. <coughs> the thing is, like, <coughs> we're both coughing like fuck, but the I thing know. is, if if he can't even... Get a drink on the way. Considering what he does to all these corpses, you're like, well, how, he seems to be quite, you know, practical. Equipped for everything else. Yeah, but not, an, anyway. Uh, each their own. Each yeah, their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like to do that, go on. <laughs> so his cemetery days would go something like this. Usually he would arrive at whatever cemetery in the evening. He'd walk around, clean headstones, wrote down names, dates, and other available date that he could find. And then he'd sleep wherever he could. And then in the morning, he'd get up and he'd just do it all again mm-hmm. and just keep walking. And his his work, this piece of work, this sort of, uh, you know, information um, file was, was immensely detailed and was described by academics as it's actually sort of priceless. Right, okay. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, because of what he did, it's never been published. Right, okay. It should be published, yeah. in my opinion. Just change the name. <clears throat> but, uh, Is he yeah. dead now? No. Oh. It's the same if you said just change the name to someone else. Just give it to another one and go, Can you just sign this? Put your name on this. Why? Just just do it, you'll be famous just in the in the coffin world, death world. The world of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be famous on podcasts. Yeah. You should release it, man. Definitely release it and put his name on the cover. You'll sell more copies. Yeah, yeah. He probably would, wouldn't he? So it contains a history of over a thousand dead people lost to Soviet records. Now, <clears throat> if you do a little bit of th- I mean, seven hundred and fifty two cemeteries and a thousand people is that doesn't sound fucking right to me. Is that like some people have got personal cemeteries? Yes, I say that's like like it's like one and a bit per cemetery. Yeah, like one person and a leg or something per cemetery. That doesn't sound right. In two thousand and nine, police started getting reports from traumatized families claiming that the graves of their loved ones had been desecrated, van like vandalized and dug up. Now, this resulted in a police investigation that lasted a few years and led mm-hmm. nowhere. Oh, obviously, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to try and get to the bottom of this. And police are like, if there was only a local authority on cemeteries and graves that we could get detailed records from, and maybe he could help us investigate these these desecrations. Oh, nice. They got him to investigate his own shit. Yeah, yeah. They asked. They turned to him, and um, he, t- he tried to help him. Because he was an academic, a respected P- PhD, uh, you know, he was actively... 
visiting scenes and stuff with police, he wasn't a suspect. No. And that was that was changed in 2011. Um, so it, it was it wasn't him to start with then. So it was other people doing it, and then he's sort of jumped onto it. A bit of both. Okay. A bit of both, which will become uh, apparent why uh, after we have a break. Okay. So yeah, on the 24th of January 2011, there was a terrorist attack, uh, an explosion at the baggage reclaim area of Domo Dedovo International Airport, mm. which killed, I think I pronounced that wrong, killed oh, thir- 37 people and got badly fucked up, another 250 or so. And it was carried out by a Muslim extremist group fra- called the uh, Caucasus Emirate. Now, they wanted an independent Islamic state near the Black Sea, and yeah. the attack was aimed at foreign people. Okay. So after the blast, there was predictably a lot of anti-Islamic activity in the area. Yeah, you would expect that, wouldn't you? I yeah. mean, um, any group that does some sort of like terrorist thing, they have a bit of hate towards them, which I can probably understand a bit. Yeah. But, you know, it just chill out, everyone. It doesn't I mean? get vented in the right place, because yeah. unfortunately there were a lot of Islamic graves being destroyed in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, the police wanted to try and find out who's, who's doing this. Um, thinking that the culprit or culprits could be part of like an extremist group and this shit does tend to boil over into violence unless it's stopped. So on the 2nd of November 2011, investigators from the Centre for Combat and Extremism were put on the case by the Russian government. Now they were checking out Muslim cemeteries for any suspected behaviour, like weird people hanging around. Right. Uh, and they spotted Anatoly tampering with headstones because he was he was approached and literally caught red-handed. Okay. Now he claims he was painting headstones and leaving the names of the blast victim from the airports, the blast victims, on lists on the heads on the headstones. I don't know why he was doing that, but that's that is what he was doing. Right, he, okay. he wasn't digging up graves. He yeah. was doing what he said, but because of all that desecration in the in the in the region and he's in there tampering with things and he's clearly not a Muslim guy. Mm. They arrested him and they were like, You're wrecking graves. Yeah, You're yeah. under arrest, at least for questioning. Now because they thought he was part of an extremist organization, they raided his house, fully yeah. expecting like bomb making equipment. You know what I mean? Contacts, maybe all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Contact to uh, gangs or whatever, and they were aware of him because of his book on the swastika, which he'd released before. Mm-hmm. Not in like um, not it wasn't not a racist a, yeah. book, but just like the the this power of the symbol or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it, I suppose if you're releasing books on swastikas, you're going to be on a list. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So inside these apartment, they noted a um, a strange smell. Now, when they looked further, they found 29 life-size dolls scattered about his bedroom. There was some in the garage. 29. Gar- there was some in the garage, and there was even one that he made for his mum and dad, and it was in it was in their room. They even said we didn't know what it was. We had it there for years. We just thought it was one of his weird little hobby dolls. Yeah, that's a fucking great model. That one is. Oh my god! Rob's looking at the pictures as we go through it with a look of shock on his face. I can't believe it. it's mental. So initially, the, the investigators didn't really think anything of these these weird, you know, dolls lying around. I mean, they are dried, rotted, you know. 
mummified children, but they do look like paper mache dolls. Now, because his bedroom was so cluttered, like a hoarder house, it was really, really full of. Pa- I mean, there were sixty thousand books in his. I think in his in his bedroom, yeah, as well as everything else. Um, you know, they were cert- they were moving shit, including the dolls, looking for any evidence of anti-Muslim extremism. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, fucking plans or whatever. And it was only when they started moving the dolls that they began to realise what they were because they started making noises when they were moving them because of these, like, boxes that yeah, they, it yeah. installs. Them. Some of them made rattling sounds. Now, they don't know what they're looking at. And wheezing sounds as air's, like, creeping out of orifices. Yeah. So they don't know what it is. And because... I mean, cause some of them like um, she's just freaky. This isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were picking them up. They were shaking them. And some of them were rattling. Some of them were like literally playing tunes from music blocks. And they were like, "This is fucking weird." So they cut one of these dolls open, thinking there's something inside. Who knows what it is? It could be like a bomb. You know what I mean? This is anti-Islamic. Uh, you know, a warrior here potentially. What are all these dolls? It could be the doll bomber for all we know. Yeah. So they cut one open, and and what they found was. Inside was the, the mummified remains of a small girl, complete with a creepy music box installed behind a chest cavity. They also found maps of graveyards, which you would. In yeah, right, okay, yeah. And they were like, "What the fuck is this?" So they they've got to like, they've got to get the bodies out of this this fucking house somehow. And they couldn't really keep this from the press because there's twenty nine dead. Yeah, there's kids, 20 basically. Yes, there's 29 dead kids in a bloke's house. So like they started taking them out the next day and then it just fucking blew the story blew up around the world. And because he was in custody, uh, Anatoly told the police everything. He was in- incredibly cooperative. He didn't even try and hide. He was polite. He just told them whatever they wanted to know, literally off the bat everything so that they know pretty much exactly what happened. Yeah. And he goes on to say so that most of the mummified girls were aged between 3 and 15, with one of the victims being 30. I don't know why he picked a 30-year-old. Maybe that was Maybe just he just wanted an adult as well. Do you know what I mean? But what did his mum and dad, re- were they still living there? Yes, they're still alive. What, did they not notice? Like, and They just thought it was a weird hobby that he did. They just thought he liked making dolls, like he was just a c- making dolls. <laughs> I'm just going out to get them an next doll in the middle of the night of a shovel. Well, he said, he said that he, um, he'd only collect the dolls uh, between, I think it was April... And October, where his parents would go away for the summer. Oh right, okay. So that was that was his window. That was his harvesting time. That was yeah, that was precisely that. Yeah. Uh, he said that he did it at that time of year be- because he began to get really lonely when his parents weren't around. Because they'd even take the cat as well. So he's <laughs> like, don't blame them. Weirdo. Yeah, they, you can't even look after the cat, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So this is what he said. He said he started exhuming bodies eight li- eight years earlier on the 9th of May 2003 after having an argument with his parents regarding adoption because they wouldn't let him. But well, they were happy that he couldn't adopt, and he was uh, unhappy that they thought that. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. He says he he went to the cemetery, chose a, a grave of a young girl, and started chiseling his way through the stone casket until he was able to pull out what was left of the body which he says was badly decomposed and rotten. I mean, I yeah. think I think his parents had uh, the right idea, though, not to let him adopt, because God knows what would have happened to that person. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I, I did think this. I thought, would it have gone that way? Would it? I mean, the kid wasn't going to be in for the most normal life, but would he have done anything bad? I don't know. I, it's tricky to know, isn't it? But, I, I, I mean, if he's 
put 29 bodies. I know it's different because it was that the first one was after he got upset about it, but I think that's a bit of an extreme measure, isn't it? Well, yeah. He, he, uh, what he does is he, he adapts as he gets through, as he goes through this. Right, okay. He said the first child, he said the child had long hair. I decided for the first time to try and mummify it. I moved the body to a remote corner of the cemetery and buried her in the abandoned grave of some grandmother. Okay, so he's he's moving corpses now. What the fuck, right? He said, he, then he explains the process he used to preserve the corpses. He said, um, oh, incidentally, police found a lot of books on human mummification. Right, obviously. Inside, yeah, 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 which yeah. describes <laughs> the process. He said, to properly mummify the body, you need baking soda and salt in various proportions. I got these from a shop. I found old stockings in a garbage dump and made bags from them. I like, poured baking soda and salt into the bags, tied them in knots, and then put them on the remains of the girls. I changed the bags once a week. If people paid attention to me at the gravesite, I said I was feeding the birds. <clears throat> so he's going back, right? He's trying to dry them out, basically. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. Like trying to make human jerky. He says two months later, because this is only the first one. Yeah, yeah. He's just, this is like, he's never he's done it before. experimenting on this yeah, one. Yeah, like, what can we do? Two months later, on the 25th of July, uh, 2003, I wrapped the body in clothes and carried it back to my house in a backpack. Within two days, I'd restored the body. I stuffed rags inside her, then sewed up the body with threads and made a wax mask on her face and then covered it with nail polish, which I found in the trash. After that, I put her clothes on, which I also found in the trash. So it's like, the trash babies? Yeah, it's just... It's garbage just, yeah. kids? Yeah. Oh. It's just dead bodies covered in fucking makeup found out of bins. Just say I, it as I it don't is. even know how to, like, what to say to it. It's just like, What? You know what I mean? It's just unbelievable. It's legit, isn't it, man? That he did loads of creepy ass makeup on them, man. It's proper shit. I mean, you've looked at some of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is terrible. <laughs> it is really bad. Yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect but, from but a forty-five-year-old Russian guy. But, but, but you wouldn't know that they were a doll. That that you just think it's a badly made doll, not a, a human, until it showed you a zoom out of the picture and with the legs and everything, because it's got. They are in like a. Obviously, in like stockings, things, and whatever, right? But they look too real there, and then yeah. like, that's when you start to go, hmm. Yeah, yeah it's a bit creepy. They look to me like a a, a, a cross between a porcelain dummy and a yes. pa- and a paper mache clown with really, really with a really shit face. Yeah, it, it just looks like it's been re- like badly handmade. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it does. But but if he's covering their faces in wax, it's gonna look different because of that, isn't it? You know what I mean? If it was the real skin, then people would go, that's a dead body straight away. That's why he covered them. Yeah, yeah. To try and cocoon them in something that, it was like trying to plasticise them almost. He was like smearing them in something that would stop the elements from getting to them. What? You just painted a dead kid's face with nail varnish you found out of the bin. What are you doing? And dressed them out of clothes from a bin as well. Did you, when you were looking at them pictures, did you notice the eyes? Yeah, well, some of yes, some of the well, what he used to do. Some of them, if they if he wanted to, he'd um <laughs> he'd drill ho- holes just underneath their eyeballs there, like I think just in the top of the orbital bone, and then he'd like wedge buttons or like uh, teddy bear toy eyes, like hobby yeah, eyes, yeah. Into, into so he could watch cartoons with them. <laughs> Let me stroke your hair. Oh my god, I so love you. It's one of the, it's just it's just unbelievable. So during the f- this first attempt, Anatoly learned a few valuable lessons because he realised that he needed fresh body or fresh as can be. Because that first one, he just chiselled into yeah, anything yeah. and he wasn't really thinking. Yeah, because old bodies were rotten and destroyed, already buggered, not really 
worth mummification. Can't work with them. No, just just no way. No way an artist can work with it. No, no. Do you know no. what I mean? But fresh ones have potential. Yeah. This is where it gets really quite dark, right? Because if you remember, he wanted to adopt a young daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He chose the graves of young girls because he's trying to emulate his 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 dream. Now, most of his victims had died in violent situations or been murdered. Because if you think about it, little girls don't just drop down dead. Yeah. yeah. Something's gonna unless happen. they've got like something bad, but like very rarely, you know, it's usually something mental, like a car crash or yeah, yeah, because they're young, man, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So something bad's already happened to these little kids, right? Mm-hmm. What he'd do is he'd read obituaries, and when somebody younger was buried, he'd be like, "Fucking bingo!" Yeah, yeah. New daughter, one of the families, <laughs> new daughter, well, had a ten-year-old uh, daughter. She was murdered. She was murdered by a drug dealer who um, took her to the top of a tower block to rob her. And uh, when she tried to get away, just clobbered her with a metal bar. She died, was ended up being buried. Anatoly stole her corpse, and her family were visiting the grave for nine years. And they didn't know. She was in a fucking, in his, in his cupboard, fla- flat or something. Painting yeah. nail varnish, rattling with it. buttons for eyes. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> when, he gets, when she gets turned upside down. <coughs> That's it. <"Murr."> That's it. <laughs> Weird, isn't it, man? You know yeah. what I mean? It's crazy. Now, do you reckon, like, because he, he said he never dismembered them, but surely you'd have to remove guts and organs and stuff. Um, I don't know. Do 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 they put your guts in the body when you? I don't know how it I works. Think they just shove them in bags and stick everything in your gut in your in your chest cavity yeah. or something. Yeah, I think so. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he's just pulled. If I don't know what it's Russia might be different. I yeah. don't know. They might just be in all the insides. Sell them. Or they might yeah probably <laughs> Give get some black market or something. Yeah, but um. But I don't know, yeah. I'd, I'd, I imagine they probably have to check them. So they probably... But do they put the stuff back oh, in I them? I don't know. It's horrible though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because if, if not, he'd have to go in and take the... Gu- that's all I'm saying. I mean, it's getting sloppy, this is. Yeah, yeah. Because he says he never dismembered them. You're like, well... And that's one of those things. If if you're doing something dodgy and you get seen, you're not going to be able to go, well, I was just, you know, I don't know... Uh, um, feeding the pigeons because you're covered in blood and like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, 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 rotten yeah, yeah. stuff, aren't you? Yeah, he said... Um, the legs and arms are packed out with rags to give them like a, a life-like fullness because when the body was dehydrated through the mummification process, it would shrink. So okay. their arms look really thin because they're only fucking tiny little yeah, kids, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, and some of the dolls were like full human bodies. Some of them were um, partially skeletal and some of them were just like like a head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Any bit that... And he knew intimately everything about every single one of the child. Yeah, because like if he's reading obituaries and all that. And it's him. He loves that shit anyway, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's nuts, isn't it? So the burning question is, do you reckon he fucked him? <laughs> I don't think he did. Don't you reckon? No, because it, if he genuinely did say that he wasn't going to have sex because he was doing this black magic and his, oh, yeah. and his ex-wife left him because they weren't going to have a kid and he wouldn't adopt. I don't reckon he did. I just think he's really fucking tapped. Yeah. So he, d- he kept to certain rules, obviously, but not like the actual rules. Do you know what I mean? Where you, you're not allowed rules. to dig your own people up. You know what I mean? Plus, if you, it'd chafe a bit, wouldn't it be a bit sharp? When yeah, dried out a bit dry, that? yeah. So he goes on to describe why he actually did it. And it comes from a place of uh, of empathy, apparently. Sympathy. He said, I'm practicing black... This is what he told the police. Right, okay. Yeah. So we know. He said, I'm practicing black magic. I wanted to revive them. I felt sorry for these children who could still live. When science learns to fight cancer, it can later revitalize them. Genetics are developing very rapidly. 
I felt sorry for all these children. It's like you're reaching there, mate. The science is gonna struggle. He to must know it's. He must. He must be doing it at the time. He's a clever guy, right? He must know at the time this isn't right. Yeah, he got. He's got to, isn't he? Yeah, he actually did. I mean, we'll go. We'll explain why he knew it was wrong when we go into his court. Well, bit. I think I think anyone with half a brain cell would know <laughs> it's wrong digging up everyone's someone else's dead child, mom, dad, whatever it is, and basically mummifying it and making putting a fucking sound box in its chest. It's yeah. fucking creepy. That's pretty wrong. Making a wax max for it and sticking it in the cupboard. He said, I'm an expert in Celtic studies and studying Celtic culture, and I noticed that the Druids had a tradition of communicating with the s- spirits of the deceased by sleeping on the graves. When I studied the cultures of the people of Siberia, specifically the culture of the ancient Yakuts, I found a similar <sighs> practice. So I began sleeping on the graves of dead children who liked me. What? Mate, you're sleeping on... On de- like literally on graves during the night and he says like the kids would speak to him in his dreams so you're walking through a graveyard there's a bloke sleeping on a on a you know a dead kid who apparently speaking to him yeah, dr- but if you were just walking by what would you do because uh, walk the other way but you could you you could interpret that, that as that's he's lost you can go if he's fast asleep up. he's like he could, he could be pissed up or he could be his daughter who's died and he's just Wants to be nearer. It's weird. It's it's, but it's yeah. It's a bit creepy. That is. He said that the the spirits would speak to him and say that they wanted to come back to his house. And he said, "Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah." He said the spirit, the spirits of the deceased children came to me. Uh, I I'd sleep out in the open, literally on the graves. But it was. He said it was really uncomfortable. So after a while, what he'd do is he he'd dig up the children and then move them to a secluded area of the cemetery and then literally lie on their bodies and fall asleep. If the child's spirit liked him, he'd move the corpse to a more secluded area of the cemetery, pack her out with, like, you know, baking soda and salt. And once they were dry enough, he'd stuff them in his backpack and take them home for further drying and curing. It's like fucking aged steak or human yeah, yeah, jerky, yeah. isn't it? 21 days yeah. aged <laughs> steak, yeah. I studied the theory of the technology of mummification. I studied the ancient Egyptian scripts and I went to Moscow especially to study the whole thing. So he's not fucking about. No, no, he wasn't. He actually wanted to do it properly. He said, the children that I liked, I dried, resurrected and brought to my home. What the fuck, mate? You need to be locked up. Yeah, yeah. He took, this is what he said, that he once he had them in his house, once he'd gone through this mummification process, he said he'd speak to them in a language that he made up all by himself, he'd sing songs with them, celebrate their birthdays, because he knew their birthdays. When the families are, like, crying because they're dead yeah. kid, he's got them in a fucking, in his apartment. Giving them birthday cakes or something. Well, he used, to, he used to have tea parties when they were, like, with 29, yeah, tea parties with 29 dead kids in his bedroom. And I thought fucking McDonald's children's parties were shit. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's a dead gig, that one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He truly loved them as if they were his own children, he said. And like he liked some more than others. The ones he liked less, he'd put them in the garage. <laughs> that's a bit unfair, isn't it? That one's a cunt. Yeah, it, she, yeah she was a dick. I never liked her. Unbelievable. Oh, I keeps falling out. can never get his silicon in, it keeps coming out. <laughs> Waxy bitch. Put him in the fucking garage. <laughs> How can oh, it's 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 just like a, a different world of madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's mate, it's insane. He said he didn't disfigure them. I didn't dismember them. I applied all of my work gently, affectionately, and politely. <laughs> I even tried not to swear in front of the children, like people that would visit his parents. 
Like we'd go, that's a bit of a we'd fucking... We'd go, oh, it stinks, what the fuck, why is there 29 and dead bodies everywhere? And he'd say, don't swear in front of the dolls. But he would, mate, and people remembered that. They were like, he's really particular about this. He'd play musical songs to them. He'd, he'd sing the to them. When he ate dinner, he'd offer them food. They never, obviously, took Boop. him up on his offers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he'd like, he'd shake them around. Like, after, you Have some it? fucking food! And they'd go, ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, it's mate, it's insane. He's not fucking about. So the, so his case, the case of Anatoly Mosvin went to trial in mm. 2012. Now, the families of the victims were in court. And Russian courts get a bit leery. I remember looking at Chikatilo, and that was a bit fucking crazy when he was locked in a cage, and they were like Bane for... Bl- it's like mob rule shit, and it this l- happened. It just looked like a hall, though, and he was just in a cage in the corner, didn't it? Yeah, it's like a village hall. Yeah, it was. It was like a village hall, and he was like in a cage, and that so was it. At the, um, at the trial, there was evidence of up to 150 graves uh, that he'd potentially desecrated. Like, from his apartment, there were pictures and mm-hmm. videos of open graves... Yeah. In in his collections of you know his records, he had um, headstones, scratchings from uh, like you know nameplates and stuff. There was bits of all sorts. Um, what the hell, cat? Um, like loads of things. He like steal like jewelry from the bodies as well. Um, whether he actually did it, that wasn't up for debate. No, he knew that he did it. Yeah. He, he knew he was committing a crime, and he even told the court that the girls were begging to be rescued. Um, helping them was more important than obeying the law. And they were like, "What? Okay, mate, that makes sense." Yeah, exactly, man. So he was assessed by psychiatrists, and he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. No shit, really. Now, clearly, a very clever man, but utterly insane. He avoided prison and the death penalty. He avoided prison? Due to mental health issues. So he's locked up in some sort of mental place somewhere. Yeah, instead, on the 27th of September 2013, he was committed to a uh, psychiatric clinic where he was obviously drugged and medicated and assessed, monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. His case gets reviewed every six months, but because of what he did, it's... I mean, they're just thinking you're never going to get out. So the judge ordered him to pay 75 grand compensation to the families and their victims. Now, there was 29. There were 29 dead girls Mm -hmm. in his house. That works out to be more than 2 million quid. How the fuck is he going to pay? I I thought, who's... He's not going to. It's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Does the government pay that? Are they just giving themselves a massive bill? I don't know. I'm guessing possibly, yeah. I I don't know. But... they won't get it. It's in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, one of the child's fathers actually came forward uh, and said that they didn't want compensation. Well, yeah. It's just not about that. It's about the fact that you got some mentalist digging up your daughter. Yeah, yeah. He said he didn't, he didn't want anything from Moskin because he said that he, Moskin, Moskin treated my daughter better than I did during my life. <laughs> what? He said he dressed her, put her to bed, read her fairy tales and, sh- and showed her cartoons. How do you know? How bad did you treat your daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But but you also be like, how do you know that he actually did exactly what he said there? That that dude's on a list for sure now, mate, I'm telling yeah. you. I don't I don't think he's... A, I honestly don't reckon he'd done anything bad to him or anything like that. I don't think he did. I think he's... Well, apart from keeping him as a mummy. Well, yeah, that's pretty bad. But, I mean, like, I don't think he'd done anything... Uh, if they were alive, that they'd be going, oh, he touched me, or he done this, or he done that. The only thing he's touched is inside the chest to put his box or something in. Absolutely. So His parents were completely fucked up. Mm. Like, when he was initially arrested, I think his dad had a heart attack, and his mum was even admitted to hospital. As, would you, as you'd expect, man. Yeah. Imagine your, 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 your son being accused of all this. 
Yeah, but I, I, they must have fucking known something was odd with these dolls. When they said that they thought he was in his, that it was just a ho- an odd hobby, they said and they knew nothing apparently. Mm. And I just don't get how how they could. He Do you reckon c- they sat down at night though when he was like in bed or whatever, like or giving them a cup of tea, you know, reading stories to his dolls in the other room. Do you reckon they sat there and thought they're a bit odd? These dolls are very sort of human-like, but they're not. But they are. I don't know what they thought, man. And I saw him last night with his shovel um, when he went out with his Wellington boots on <laughs> and a body bag. Do you think when this is a new doll, it's a bit of a strange way to get a doll. It is, isn't it? It's, it is a... I don't... I actually... I do believe that they knew nothing. I just don't think they knew what the fuck it was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They just wouldn't let him get on with it. So th- that's kind of like, I suppose, um, what the extreme version of really wanting a child... Yeah, can, yeah. Can do to you. Well, I don't think he's done anything bad to the bodies, as in like. <laughs> no, dug them up though. Yeah, we dig them up, which is bad. But I mean, like, I mean, like, you yeah, know, yeah, with yeah. people dig them up and fuck them and like stick things in their eyes and stuff. Yeah. And all that. I don't think he's done. That. I think he has actually done what he said. But yeah. like, but uh, it's it's just different level of. Nuts. How weird is it? Yeah. So not strictly a murderer, but um, I thought it was worth. Yeah. Because it's fucking weird. I wasn't going to go for Body. every single one of the corpses, obviously. Bodies with sound boxes in them. Yeah. So they'd go, ah, 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 you know what I mean? And yeah, go, yeah. Ding, 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 and play some crazy fucking Soviet tune. You get him, um, you know, like the the um, ghost house rides at D- theme yeah. parks. Just put all of those all the way along it. <laughs> yeah. Just shake them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would freak everyone out. Just a dull ghost house. You, what did you think of his apartment when you were looking at it? It's creepy as fuck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see much of his apartment, but I just, I just saw looking a minute ago at the pictures and stuff. And there's there's only sort of two or three I could see them because I'm guessing the other ones they've just. I'll put, them, I'll put them on there out there because yeah. like, the investigators are taking pictures and like you can see down like corridors that are cluttered up with loads of boxes and shit and at the bo- bottom of the corridor there'll be like this doll. puppet leaning like a like, yeah, like a doll leaning around the corner with a creepy face which is just a dead kid <sighs> which has been pickled oh my god so that's that one it's it's nuts <laughs> Russia produces some really, really high level extreme, madness. Yeah, extreme madness, isn't it? Yeah, I love the cultural madness. And they're quite they calm with it all, aren't they, as yeah. well, which is quite bizarre. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. If if that happened in America, it'd be dead, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That fellow would have ended up being like given the death penalty and would have been probably killed before parents would have been going nuts so wouldn't be going well he treated them better than I did so fair play to him it's just fucking mad it's so difficult isn't it yeah. to get your head round like he's going out there at night digging corpses up and doing this weird shit how many people are doing that now right now Yeah, there will be though aren't there that's the horrible thing about it and worse yeah it's just crazy it's awful well there you go that's the that's the uh, the show um, and uh, I don't think I've got anything else to add um, just uh, if you want to contact us you can on Facebook um, um, social medias, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can email us if you like at robotsrise at gmail dot com. Um, you can buy some stuff off us off uh, G. Uh, what's it called? Gmail. Team. Just just Gmail. <laughs> there we go. Just type in t robots rise t shirts. I'm assuming it'll probably prop up. You'll find it. Um, Don't know how it works. You can give us money if you want to on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, millions. Yeah, just you know, just a couple mil will do. That'd be nice. Um, and if you've made a Russian doll yeah. out of a person... Yeah, can you send it to us, yeah. please? We'll have it on the table. You can just join us with every podcast. Yeah, we'll have a uh, a, mo- a mascot. 
to go yeah. with our robot from Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers, everyone. Okay, cheers. Have a See good one. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>